It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really amazing show. I'll introduce my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take just a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. This week, I've been thinking about the role of friendships in business. I belong to a Facebook group where the leaders help promote their information marketing business, and I'm friends with several people on the leadership team. A few weeks ago, I had a discovery session with one of the leaders, and during the call, my phone died, and I put it on my phone charger. I immediately messaged the guy and let him know what happened. Several days later, one of the other guys on the leadership team decided to unfriend me on Facebook. Now, we all get unfriended from time to time. It's completely normal. But the circumstances suggested that I was unfriended because I didn't buy into this group's coaching program. Now, normally, if I have agreements with someone, I try to reach out to them personally, but alas, I had been unfriended already. So this led me to ask myself, was I this person's friend because he thought I was gonna, he was going to make money off of me? I still don't have a definitive answer to that question, but boy, if that's true, that bothers me. And that's a very, very bad way of doing business. The most successful businesses I know come from a place of giving, building trust, and eventually making the correct offer based on their customers' needs. Sell what someone needs, not what you want them to buy. And if you're in business, be very honest with yourself about this. Are you friends with people for who they are or because you think you can make a fast dollar or two? It'll make a real difference in the way that you treat others in this world. And with all this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. My guest this week is John Schumacher. Let me tell you about him. John is an online marketing coach and consultant who walked away from a healthcare career to pursue a dream to help his fellow authors, coaches, and online entrepreneurs create freedom and make a difference with their online businesses. Under John's coaching, he's, his clients have earned tens of thousands of dollars in product launch and webinar sales. John has hosted over 200 live webinars in the past two years and published over 600 videos. He is the number one best-selling co-author of the book Hangout Marketing Mystery, or Marketing Mastery, excuse me, Marketing, Hangouts Marketing Mastery. He's been featured or mentioned on large publications such as Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, Fox News, and The Good Men Project. And starting back online in 2011, John launched two failed brands in 2012 and 2013 before finally creating a profitable online business in 2014. And then in June 2015, after working 12-hour days for over four years, John left a successful career as a physical therapist to work full-time building his online business. And he replaced his income in the first two weeks and hasn't looked back since. John's on a mission to help a million passionate experts create meaningful and sustainable online businesses, and he focuses his new media strategies uh, on hosting profitable webinars, YouTube and video marketing, Facebook advertising, email marketing automation, and much more. So if you want to know about any of these topics, you are absolutely in the right place. And we will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. John, how are you? Brian, I am excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm honored and I'm ready to deliver. Awesome. Me too. So here's the first question I ask everyone, John. Tell us about how you started, what you learned, what you overcame, how you got from where you were to where you are now. 
Yeah, so my journey over the last four years, uh, as you mentioned, was full of several failures. I was uh, not, my background is not in business. It's not in computer programming or coding. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm a licensed physical therapist in the state of California where I live here. And um, I just got burnout on my career. I got burnout um, after a few years into my career. I started picking up some different books that really altered my mindset. Um, and then I started down this entrepreneurial journey, but I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, I you know, tried the network marketing industry. I tried trading the, the stock market for a period of time. I, I started launching websites in, like you said, 2012, 2013. Those didn't go anywhere. So I was really several years in and just couldn't really crack the code for myself. I didn't really have enough self-awareness. I didn't really have a clear direction on where I wanted to go. So that was kind of my start. It was really frustrating and very time-consuming. I was staying up late into the night, reading every book, studying every course, but just couldn't seem to get any traction. I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to that. Right. Absolutely. One thing I remember when you and I met, you were still a physical therapist and you had just launched your healthcare podcast. What is it that, and you did it for a while, what is it that made you decide that wasn't what, where you wanted to go anymore? Because a lot of times we just have pivots in our career. It's not, it's not yeah. failure. It's I'm pivoting to something that means more to me. Yeah, I think ultimately I did it for a year. I did one live interview a week for a year. Uh, they were all done via Google Hangouts, so it was video, and then, then I repurposed those. I think it for me it was I looked inside my heart and and I just I just knew that healthcare was not my passion and I think we all because of our backgrounds think that we need to stay in a particular industry like right. I just felt felt it was like my place it's what I knew and so who was I to do anything different so I tried building something that would you know allow me to leave my job allow me to build an online business in that industry. But it just, you know, the content wasn't exciting me. Um, I did get some writing gigs. I did get some, uh, um, you know, speaking opportunities in the healthcare and health tech space. But it just wasn't exciting. And I didn't enjoy learning about it. And I was reaching. I was reaching for freedom. And, you know, in 2014, we launched a new brand that was in the marketing space because I'd been doing you know, interviews for so long in the healthcare space, I, I had learned how to use Google Hangouts, live streaming video, I'd done a ton of videos at that point. So we launched a brand, which is really my true passion and, and my true, I feel direction that I'm going in my life. And that's in the marketing uh, space. Yeah. And uh, you wrote a book about Google Hangouts. It's called Hangouts, like, no, Hangout Marketing Mastery. Is that right? Yep, yep. Last year, early last year, we launched a, a best-selling book on Amazon that's focused on teaching small businesses and online entrepreneurs how to use the Google Hangouts platform because I'd been using it basically since it almost since it came out. So um, I figured yeah. and I knew I knew that people were using it successfully. So we decided to start teaching that in 2014. Yeah. So let's talk about the process of, of marketing a book. I mean, we'll just kind of like veer off off the road here a little bit here because I, a lot of my guests have written books that have become very successful. What was marketing the book like for you? Um, well, we, we'd built up a little bit of a following at that point. So, you know, it wasn't, I mean, to be an Amazon number one bestseller, let's just be honest. I mean, it, it's a lot of it is strategy. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a game. It, you know, it does help you with your authority building. Um, 
but it came down to for us just creating a launch team. We had an email list of people we could send. Literally, just make the book ninety nine cents, send it to our list, and and then we also had a contest where people were were um, sharing the book and sending in proof of that and and being placed into a drawing. So we ran a contest. We had a launch team in place. So that's a Facebook group and also our email list. Uh, we were very strategic in the categories that we picked. And, um, and yeah, that was it. I mean, we had enough sales. I think we sold a couple hundred copies in the first day, and that was enough to make it number one on Amazon. So, yeah, um, you know, it's a little bit of a game. It does, it does help your authority building. Right. Um, and it was nice. It's a nice way to kick off the book. But, um, yeah. Absolutely. So you do still you do some with Hangouts now, but now you're primarily interested in, in webinars, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've since pivoted. Uh, away from solely teaching like Google Hangout programs into the broader webinar marketing space. Yeah, because it seems like there are so many different ways you can go. Uh, you know, whether it's whether it is Google Hangouts or webinars or teleseminars. I, I, a lot of, I don't think a lot of people are offering teleseminars anymore, but a lot of it is is uh, web based. And mm-hmm. I've been on some really good webinars and some that I wish I hadn't signed up for. And we'll talk about mistakes people make when setting up their webinars. I'll just tell you real quickly, and you can verify this for me. One of my biggest pet peeves when I'm on a, on a webinar, I was on a webinar one time where two people were leading it, and literally they spent the first 15 minutes patting each other on the back and telling each other how awesome they were. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Content. That's why I'm here. Yeah. yeah I, I before it was over with. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think that is one mistake people make. And, and that was more common, I feel like, in the older days of webinars where you had this 30 minute kind of, you know, build up and, you know, my whole story and pictures of my dog and wife and everything. I just think people um, and there's some of that you need to touch on a very brief amount of that, in my opinion. But sure, because uh, people do want to relate to you. But I think, you know, tell a story, tell it, make sure it's relevant you know, share your struggles, share how you overcame those struggles by what you're teaching on the webinar, and then talk about some of your successes so you build a little authority. And you want to do that in the beginning of your webinar, usually within the first 10, 15 minutes max, you want to be getting into the content. Absolutely. We've got, I think, a couple of minutes before our first break. And so we'll dive into how you structure a webinar a little later in the show. But you wanted your freedom. I wanted to ask you, because people have different reasons for wanting to be an entrepreneur. Was it because of freedom? Was it because you wanted to make more money? What was it for you that said, I, I, I can't do this anymore? I think for me, the biggest word is freedom. You know, it's a core principle of mine. I was making a decent living as a, as a physical therapist. Um, I don't, I'm just one of those guys. I've never liked, you know, authority. I've never liked people telling me what to do. Uh, so it was... It was more that, just the freedom. I wanted to, to you know, call my own shots, live on my own terms, and, um, and you know, have no ceiling for what, the, for what I wanted to do, which now, now you know, it's, there's no ceiling on either side. No floor, no ceiling. It's a wide open, you know, arena. And, and at that point in my life and in this point in my life, I'm definitely excited with this. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just where I had to go. I just, I would have been upset with myself if I wouldn't try, you know. Absolutely. Where we got about a minute to to go before the break. Where do you see your career going? You know, in the next two years, uh, I'm going to be focused on building a world class webinar uh, mastery academy, a webinar training program. So that's going to be my focus for the next couple of years: building out systems, 
um, to get people to really a, a top-notch experience in that space. Beyond that, um, you know, I think I have bigger ambitions of being a writer and doing some speaking and coaching yeah. Uh, in a more broad sense, but right now I'm still sticking with this niche, you know, for and the next couple that's of years. Great. Yeah. I totally see it happening for you, and I totally believe in you. So we are here with John Schumacher. Uh, we're going to, talk, going to talk about how to build and produce webinars and how to build your business using that format. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. We will talk about why webinars are the best way to generate leads and sales and the mistakes that sometimes people make when they do these things. We'll be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is John Schumacher. He is an expert in helping businesses use webinars to build businesses and generate income and generate sales. So before we continue, I do want to let you know that you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can follow me there. I do have a Facebook page. Just look for Success Profiles Radio and like the page. You can find me on LinkedIn. And more importantly, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio for free on iTunes. Uh, reviews would be helpful. Downloads, subscriptions would be helpful. That's what keeps the show ranked. In fact, I just checked iTunes a few minutes ago, and in the careers category, I am in the top 32 in the What's Hot 
on iTunes list in careers. And so it's always good to be in a good place on that list. So I thank everyone for their ongoing support. And if you've not downloaded and subscribed yet, please do. Success Profiles Radio, free on iTunes. And John, let me ask you, why do you believe webinars are the best way to generate leads and sales? Yeah, webinars are the best online vehicle. They're the second best to meeting somebody in person or you know, talking from stage one to many. So it's the best online vehicle statistically and also from experience. And that's because people get to experience you. And people buy from those they know, like, and trust. And those mm-hmm. are the three big words. If you do a good job, if you show your authority, if you teach and give a lot of value within an hour to 90 minutes time, you can literally take somebody who's never met you and turn them into a customer. And there really isn't any other vehicle online that has that level of condensed know, like, and trust. People can hear your voice. You can teach them. You can give them value. They can hear your unique twist on things. And they can get a visceral sense for whether they like you or not. And that's really the ultimate goal. And that's why webinars convert so much better than, than like a VSL or a sales letter or, or, you know, just, you know, sending random web traffic, web traffic to your site. It's just, it's not even close. It's by far the most effective online vehicle for selling anything over a hundred dollars. That's for sure. Yeah. So let me ask you this. And we, we did not necessarily talk about this in advance, but the, the question it begs the question, how, how good can this be? I know it depends on what you're offering. It depends on what you're selling. But what are the possibilities? How, ma- how many leads, how many sales, how much money can someone make on a good webinar if they do it right? <laughs> you know, it ver- that's, there's a lot of variables that go into that right. question right there. It's going to depend really on their online distribution. Uh, and that's usually, you know, and there's other factors, but, you know, usually it's the size of your email database or the size of your partner's email database if you're going to do a joint venture or something like that, Um, how well you structure your offer, your whole campaign, how compelling it is, how how compelling your offer is, and whether that offer matches up with the right demographic. Uh, There's a lot of factors that go into that. I mean, it's really unlimited. I mean, there's people that make six figures per webinar, you know, I mean, or more, Mm -hmm. you know, so... It's, there's no limit to how much you can make or how many leads you can bring in. It's going to be depend, limited based on you and your ability to uh, get people there, basically, yeah. and get, get the right people there. Right. Absolutely. And what about someone sitting on the other side of the fence saying, well, yeah, some people can do that, but what if I can't? I mean, I don't like talking in front of cameras. I don't want to talk in front of people. Will people really buy what I have to offer? I'm sure those are all valid reasons and objections for for not doing something like this. How would you address that? Yeah. So, I mean, those are questions anyone can ask about any project in life, right? I mean, it's really sure. a self-confidence thing. Um, and it's, you know, there's a lot of marketing 101 things that would go into overcoming that. Um, some of the things you mentioned you know, being on camera or being on video, you don't have to show your face on camera, right? I mean, that's optional, you know, Mm. so you don't have to be on camera showing your face to do a webinar. You can start, you can talk behind slides, you know, if that's more comfortable for you. And I know there's people that have great success that just do that, right? They don't come on camera. And so that's okay too, you know, so you can start with that and work your way up. 
Next is usually the technology, right? Like a lot of right. newbies, I would say 50, 60% of people that I've surveyed have not done a webinar. They're afraid of the technology, you know, and it's really getting easier and less expensive. I mean, for a few hundred dollars today, you're in the game, you know, a few hundred yeah. dollars, you're in the game versus, you know, you're going to spend, you know, $1,000, thousands of dollars, you know, just even a few years ago to have the ability to reach these people. So you don't need much, you know. I just use a simple $60 microphone with my iPhone earbuds. Um, I use free Google Slides for, for my presentations. Google Drive has a thing called Google Slides. It's free. Um, you know, and that's it. And then I use, I use uh, $300 software per year. Well, it's $400, $400 per year for my, for my webinar software. And that's it. That's all it is. And, 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 and you know, it takes, does it take a little bit of practice to set up? Yeah, sure. You know, just mm-hmm. like podcasting does, just like blogging does. Everything takes a little bit of time up front as far as getting past the initial technology barriers. But once you're there, you're there. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, we were talking during break. I, was, uh, I attended one of your webinars probably two or three weeks ago, partly because I wanted to, to hear you and what your, your content was on this topic, but partly to prepare for my show with you. <laughs> but um, I was just marveling at how much better you are and how much more confident you are than when I met you because your presentation skills have uh, dramatically accelerated. I bet Toastmasters had a lot to do with it, didn't it? Yeah, it's a good organization to help you speak more clearly and to be more confident in, in expressing yourself. But, um, you know, webinars, you know, similar to a speech, there's a little bit of difference, but overall it's, you know, they all play off each other. You know, and Toastmasters is a great way to become a better presenter because if you're a boring presenter, it doesn't matter if that's in person or on a webinar, people are going to drop off, right? And so you need to work on yourself as well. I mean, it's not the tools that ultimately will make you a good webinar host. It's your skills and you and how you present and how you position your offer effectively and all these things that really make the difference. Absolutely. Now, like you said, this has taken some practice. I'm sure you made your fair share of mistakes at the beginning. What was your learning curve like? What have you learned? Um, when hosting webinars or just in yes. general? Uh, well, you know, there's – the number one thing I see a lot of newbies do is they don't practice. And so I don't know that I necessarily made this mistake, but um, – practice you know so make sure you do a practice run before you do your first webinar uh, maybe have a even a backup plan like if you have another computer make sure that's available I, I remember my second my second webinar ever was an interview I did in 2013 and um, it was uh, my computer overheated and blew up and so the whole thing went away <laughs> so oh, you want to no. you want to make sure and so so you there's gonna be tech technology issues it's gonna happen at some point I don't care what platform you use you know, there's going to be something that comes up. So you want to think about having a plan B, if possible, you know, for your scenario. But um, besides that, I think for me, the biggest mistake is not taking the time to map out my customer's journey and, and where I want to take my attendees on the webinar. What is the end goal? Most people start with a headline or start with an idea, and then they try to stuff their their product or their offer on the back end of that webinar and it just doesn't line up well. It's too disjointed, and then yeah. your sales numbers suffer. So before you start doing a webinar, and a webinar is just a tactic, make sure you understand the strategy of where you want to take people. And I think that's a mistake I've made many times. Hmm. Do you start from front to back, or do you 
begin with the end in mind and work your way forward. Always begin with the end in mind. I don't care if it's a, a product launch or a webinar. You know, where are you going to take people? I don't care if it's a funnel, whatever. Where are you taking people? And then you reverse engineer that, that from there. You go from back to front when you're hosting a webinar. You gotta, the first thing you're thinking of is what's the goal? You know, what is the goal? What, where do I want to take people? Cause, so once you understand that, then you create your content. You know, so if you understand what you're selling, a coaching program, product, if you're doing a sales webinar, not all of them are sales webinars, but if you are, you know, what are you going to offer? What are the key pains that, 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 that your program solves? Create your content points from that, and then you create a headline. You, know, you work Absolutely. back to front. Yeah. So let's say someone wants to explore doing a webinar. What are the most important things to consider when putting it together? I know that's a huge umbrella question. You've already talked about practicing. We've already talked about having a good headline and having a good offer. What else does someone need to bear in mind when deciding whether or not to put this together? Well, I mean, as far as the key pieces, I mean, there's technology, Mm -hmm. right? And so you have those things, right? Your software, you know, a, a microphone, and that's about all you really need. Um, other than that, it's how do you get signups, right? So you need right. traf- traffic, and that's a struggle. That's besides technology. That's the second biggest thing is how do I get signups? Um, and some people have an email database, and some don't. Uh, if you don't, you need to start building one because that's where almost all <laughs> registrations come from is email. It's not anything else really. Usually, you know, that's ninety percent. Right. Um, so you know, you need to understand. Okay, where am I going to get traffic? So that can be with a partner. You know, like an organiz- it could be a third-party organization that has an email list, a blogger. Uh, my first webinar I did was an interview-style webinar with a friend of mine, and he mailed his list about it, and I added 100 people to my list in that week, you know, nice. just, from, just from that one session. So, you know, you need to think about that. And then, again, yeah. you need to think about what's the end goal of the webinar. Is it, is it to right. sell something? Is it just to provide an, an interview content? just to build your list, just to, to, to pull the market. Because you can do free webinars for your market and just simply pull them, ask them questions, find out what they want to learn about, and then you can host your sales webinar with, with that information too. So yeah, um, I don't know if that completely answers what you were saying, yeah. but um, those are some ideas about some of the key things to think about. Yeah, that's really great. We've got just over a minute to the next break. So how do you properly build authority for what you're doing? Because chances are there will be a lot of people attending your webinar who don't necessarily know who you are. Um, well, part of that starts with who you're marketing to, um, also who, how you build up the webinar. So are you pre-marketing? Are you sharing some of your best content before the webinar, whether that's a, an interview or a blog post, a video? Um, and then, of course, in the introduction of your webinar, are you doing a good job of relating to them, to sharing your story, not forever, but abbreviated story? And then, of course, are you, you know, building authority? You know, mm-hmm. Are you sharing compelling statistics in that opening before you get into the content? Yeah. Um, that helps people to relate to you a little better and see you as an authority. There you go. And we are coming right up against our next break. My very special guest is John Schumacher. He is a webinar expert. And we will come right back after the break. And we'll talk about the various platforms that are available to do webinars. Uh, There are a lot of them out there. So how do you effectively choose? We'll talk about that right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is John Schumacher. And we are talking about webinars and how they can help you build your business. Now, there are a lot of different platforms, John, that are available to do webinars. I've heard of Google Hangout. You are an expert in that as well. I've heard of GoToWebinar. I've heard of that as well. What are some of the various choices that are out there and what are advantages and disadvantages to each? Yeah, sure. So I feel when you're choosing your software, you should consider three key things. One is your audience size. So if you're a newbie, that probably won't affect you much, but a lot of webinar platforms do charge based on how many live attendees you have. So that's something to consider. Um, the main one is going to be budget, right? And, and so there's different costs for different services. And then the other one is your, inter- your integrations or your tools. So like you know your email autoresponder and how does that integrate with your webinar software, like your MailChimp, your AWeber, those type of things. Mm-hmm. So. So I mean, so, so most people it's budget. So for low for low budget, you could use something as simple as Google Hangouts on Air with something like Chatwing, which is a a chat service you can just embed on a WordPress page and send traffic mm-hmm. there. That's free, um, you know. And there's there's some pieces missing there, but that's that some people do use that model. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get WordPress plugins usually for about a hundred to two hundred dollars, just a one off purchase that will have more features like registration pages and those type of things. Mm. Um, those you can put on your WordPress site. Um, a couple of them are WP Webinar, I think, is one that um, some people are using now. 
Um, the next level up would be SaaS programs. Um, well, one of them is a SaaS program. Um, the one I use is called Webinar Jam, which is $400 a year. A little more expensive, not much, um, and it gives you a whole lot of marketing features. Um, I've used it since 2013. Um, it's the one I've, I've used for live webinars. I think it's got the best live webinar interface um, mm. that I've seen um, for the cost. It, and it runs on Google Hangouts, so it's, it's, again, only $400 a year. The other one is Easy Webinar, which does both automated and live webinars. Um, that's my friend Casey Zeman's product. Um, that's the same price point, about $400 a year. Mm. Above that, you're looking at more expensive versions like GoToWebinar, um, which will limit you to a certain amount of attendees. Um, their highest package is about $300 a month. So um, if you have a bigger audience, you're going to pay more there. Uh, some other options are Zoom um, is another new one that a lot of people are, are liking. Um, Crowdcast.io and WebinarNinja.co. Those are a couple. Those, all those programs don't run on Google Hangouts. They have their own stream. That's why they charge more. Mm. Um, but they usually have less of a lag and they, um, a couple of them have like I, I webinar ninja, for example, had a, re- has a really neat user interface. It's very engaging for a live audience. So, um, those are just some examples, you know, you want to look at, you want to look at your audience size. So if you're, if you're going to, if you have a big email list of like hundred, you know, 10,000 people, 20,000 people, you're going to need to consider audience size. If not, you're probably okay. I would look yeah. at your, bud- your budget. And then your other tools, so like your MailChimp or AWeber, and make sure that, that your tools talk to the software, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's talk about list management because you, you've brought this up. People often do webinars f- to build their list. I mean, they, of course, they want to sell something too, but your money is in your list. So there are several choices there too. There's AWeber, there's MailChimp, there's Infusionsoft, which I you know, lovingly call Confusionsoft. Uh, what, what are your recommendations? You know, I like ActiveCampaign. Um, I think ActiveCampaign has a dynamic platform for email automation. You can start as little as $9 a month for their basic version, and I believe that's up to 500 contacts. Of course, the more contacts you get, the more expensive it's going to be. Um, so, you know, I'm charging, I think I'm paying $70 a month now for mine. Um, so, you know, it's reasonably cost effective. Um, you know, you can use MailChimp to start with. It has a free version, AWeber, both of those have, are very low cost. Um, they, they lack a lot of automation features that ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft and Entreport have. So, so you're going to miss out on a lot of the abilities to create more automated uh, behavior-based follow-ups, which is important, uh, getting yeah. more and more important these days. So I would yeah. recommend people start with Active Campaign. It's $9 if you have a small list, a very low cost, um, and you can start yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did learn how to use Infusionsoft late last year. I didn't want anyone to think I was making fun of them. It's just a it's just fun to play with that word a little bit. But, yeah, it is very powerful, and you can do a lot with it. I mean, you can have a lot of people in your database uh, for what you're doing. So Infusionsoft does have a lot of great features. In fact, I saw a speaker once. I think he's on their leadership team. He's talking about all the things you could do with Infusionsoft. And this is before I learned how to use it. So so much of it was way over my head. I bet if I saw that presentation again, I would be hearing it from a very different space. Yeah, Infusionsoft's great. I mean, it has a lot of amazing features, right? So it's definitely yeah. like for a small business, 
you know, it's it's often the preferred, you know, um, CR, uh, CRM. Basically, it has yeah. every, everything you need, more or less, uh, right there. Uh, there's a couple. Maybe, you know, you'll need a webinar software still, but other than that, you know, you have a lot of features there. Absolutely. Let's talk about something that people may be taking for granted. The quality of your connection is so important because if you lose the connection, you're done. Hardwire and not Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good idea to just have an Ethernet cord plugged into your router directly so that you have that kind of focused juice, if you will, or bandwidth um, so that you're not fluctuating as much. So, so doing your webinar from the library or from Starbucks probably not the greatest idea in the world. Uh, you know, you could do shared shared Wi-Fi at Starbucks is probably the, one of the worst ideas. It's going to be spotty, you know. So I wouldn't do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Even if you had to go to the library, you can reserve a room for an hour, but you're not going to be on a hard connection either. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe some li- libraries have you know more more like direct systems or something. I don't I don't know. I've never done that. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you because I've been on webinars where you're not you're listening to their offer and you're not really sure what they're asking you to buy. Having a clear call to action is so important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and so yeah, I mean, there's a few key features that I feel are important for an offer, right? I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. once you once you bridge that, you want and before you get to the offer, you want to bridge the gap between your content. And the offer. So you set up the offer with your content, and your content should be not just teaching; it should be breaking beliefs and objections yeah. too. So using questions in your content before you teach, make sure that you break beliefs, um, and then you want to do what's called stretching the gap before you get to your offer. So after you've taught your content, you can say something like, "Look, guys, I've given you a lot of great information here today. Um, you can take this and you can run with this." But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a, there's going to be some some struggles there. There's going to be a long t- longer time before you get there. You know, it might take you six months, a year, eighteen months to get to that point. Um, you can get there, um, but you can or you can do the smarter thing and, and really you know join join this program and stuff. And so you want to take them from you know tell them that they're still stuck at point A just because you gave them a lot of great stuff. They're still stuck at point A and they want to get to point B. So you want to stretch the gap. And then use your program as a bridge for that gap. And, and then so you get yeah. into breaking down the features uh, and, of course, tying those features to benefits. Make sure you tie every feature to benefit. Um, yeah. have, a, have some compelling bonuses that fill in the gaps. Have a strong guarantee. Um, make sure that you show – tell people exactly who this program is for and who it's not for. You know? yeah. So you need to be clear. This is for you if this – this is not for you if this is if this is you. Why are the, you know yeah. pos- position your offer effectively will make all the difference. Yeah, it is just as important to attract clients as it is to repel clients because you don't want to work with some people and some people the offer may not be right for at this time. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Um, we've got probably maybe three minutes or so to our final break. How do you get people to show up for the webinar? Because I'm sure that's one of the most asked questions you get. Am I right? It's the second most compared to tech questions. Oh, yes, of course. Um, but, yeah, again, there's a variety of ways you can do that. It very much is one of those depends things. Um, email is still number one. So, yes. I mean, 90% of your signups are going to come from either your list or an email list of a partner's. If you don't have an email list, um, you know, you've got to start building one, and you can create a compelling free offer to start doing that. 
Um, if, otherwise, you can go to partners. One of the things that I that has built our list over these last few years has been almost all partners. Like literally, like um, you know, once I had a little offer or a little program I could sell, you know, I tested it to my little list. It did fairly well. I took that to partners, and you know, I remember one of our first JV webinars we did. We added 500 people to our list that week. You know, just from having one partner. So you're, we're all literally one partner away from a breakthrough in our business. Really, um, that is really. If not the, the the strategy, one of the most important strategies is is spending some of your time making a list of ten people or organizations you want to get involved in your movement, and and start building relationships. Or maybe you know somebody already who knows somebody who could who would be willing to allow you to teach to their tribe. You know, so um, there's that. That's a big piece as far as getting signups, um, email, social media. You know, I mean, I would share on all your social networks if you can. Um, I would create a Facebook group if you don't have one. Um, and, and, and spend some time engaging there. That does get some signups. Um, you know, Facebook ads is, a, is an option, although for most beginners, they're just going to waste money because they're not going to really have their offer dialed in and they're just not, it's just going to be throwing money and, and, and they don't understand what they're doing. So right. um, that, that is often a big money suck for people um, in, in the beginning, but that is a great way to throw some gas on the fire um, later. Mm-hmm. There's, there are several ways to do it. Um, but partners is really one of the big ones um, yeah. that'll, that'll get you going. Mm-hmm. How about Twitter or LinkedIn? Have you used those to promote your events? Not much. I'm not really a big fan of either of those platforms. Um, I LinkedIn, I'm, I'm on a little bit more Twitter. I don't really use very often. I'll share a tweet once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, but Hey, if, if you have big followings there or you have a lot of engagement there, then yeah, I would use those. You know, I would use your website traffic, your podcast, your, your, your Twitter, you know, all of the stuff that you have, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to want to try to use that. Um, yeah. I, I'm just not a Twitter guy, you know. Even Instagram. I mean, you can make, what, 14-second videos to briefly say, you know, what you're doing and when you're doing it. That, that'd be good, too. Those are all things you can do, um, yes. But, you know, the bottom line is, you know, you need to be building a list of, yes. of people. That's um, the key and then building a relationship with those people. That is still, you know, by far the key. So, you know, whether that's an enticing free offer, um, that's a little easier to get people to sign up for than a webinar usually because it's just yeah. such a low, easy, easy hanging fruit um, yep. to, to build your list a little bit. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it takes a little time to build a list. You know, it does if you're okay. just starting at zero. But, um, you know, you can use webinars as a list, as a list builder too. I mean, li- list building yep. is one of the best things about a webinar. So. That's right. And we will come back for our final break right after this. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. It's merging. 
perfume comes from the Latin perfumum, which means through smoke. Eau de Cologne comes from the name of a town in Germany where this type of perfume originated. The French say the only reason to wear perfume is to attract the opposite sex. Oh, and never ask a French woman what scent she wears, as they prefer to keep it hugger-mugger or secret. Perfumes are generally made from bits and bats of different materials that have unique scents. You know, if women are trying to attract men, why do we wear perfume that smells like flowers? I think we'd get more guys if we smell like bacon. The best advice for applying perfume is just a dabble do. What's the word for a trifling amount? Kitherex Sands Kitterax. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is our final segment. I cannot believe how quickly the show is going. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is John Schumacher. We are talking about using webinars to build your business and to build your list. So, John, let me ask you something. I have been on some webinars that have felt like lectures and others that have been way more interactive. What has worked best for you? So I think it's a combination of that. I definitely think interaction is important for keeping your retention rate up. So you don't want to just sit there and drone people out with your voice the whole time without any breaks or any pauses. But you also don't want to just you know, spend, like you said earlier when we were on the break, you know, 10 minutes saying, hey, Becky from Wisconsin and, you know, all this stuff. People, you want to respect people's time. So if you are going to do that, get on early. Yes. But, um, but yeah, I think it's a combination of, of using I, – I personally like using quizzes – like, mm-hmm. you know, multiple choice type A, B, C, or D in the chat. And I do it fast, so like 30 seconds. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. sit there for too long. Yeah. Um, I, so I use quizzes. I use case studies to have people relate to other people. So type in Mary if you can relate to Mary, that kind of thing. Um, so those are, in, you know, a few things you can do to improve engagement. Polls, you know, mm-hmm. at, at certain points. So I would say do it, but don't overdo it, right? You want yeah. to definitely – people are there to – to get information from you and right um, so keep it in check but do use some interaction i mean that's that's the beauty of a webinar as yeah. well so what is your philosophy of starting on time that might sound like a silly question but i've been on webinars where i'm on time and the host is waiting five more minutes to make sure everyone can get on the line uh, yes yes um i'm a stickler for being punctual as well so i we start on time every time you know we I've now, i don't think i've ever once been late you know yeah that's great <laughs> What is your philosophy on offering replays versus not offering replays? Because if you have your webinar in the middle of the day, some of the people who may want to attend are at work and can't. Yeah. And and you might might lose that opportunity with those people. And you used a good word, and it's philosophy. And that really is what it is. And marketing is as much of a philosophy as a science, you know, as as the analytics and those things, in my opinion. Um, You will likely possibly get a higher show up rate, meaning people that actually came live to your webinar if you don't offer a replay. But mm-hmm. you also might burn a few people on your in your following who want it too. So I'm I tend to offer a replay, you know, yeah. in addition and bundle that with 
with some bonuses on the back end of my webinar that, that have a certain expiration date or time sensitivity right. to them. Um, I found I like that. For me, I want to, you know, if people, if anything, I want people to get good information on my, in my list and see me as somebody they trust. And, and I think the most important thing to build is your reputation, you know. Yeah. So I, I tend to offer them for myself. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here's another thing that kind of gets my gut a little bit too: having to register for the webinar to find out when it is. No, no, no. Tell me when it is so I can know whether to register or not. Because if I know I can't go, and I know you're not offering a replay, I have to pass. I don't want to just pad your number. Yeah, then they're just trying to pad their numbers there. You know, like they right. want to just build their list with it, and you know, yeah. they don't want you. They don't want you to think, oh, I can't make it at that time, so I'm not signing up. So, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a little sketchiness in there. I mean, I would advocate just being upfront about stuff like that. You know, uh, if there are, if there is more than one offering, I know you have offered your webinar more than once uh, to accommodate. You've had an afternoon uh, edition and an evening edition to accommodate people in different time zones with different work schedules, which I think is awesome and perfect. I love that. And I think everyone should probably learn from that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you want to you want to build your reputation. You want to give a lot of value, even if people don't buy from you or you get a little less sales. So yeah. be it. Right. So let me ask you this: rookie mistakes to avoid. Uh, not being hardwired, right? So you don't want right. to be on Wi-Fi at Starbucks. Um, not practicing. So just saying, oh, I'm going to schedule a webinar next week. I haven't even played with my software yet. Right. That's a mistake, and, I, and that happens more than you think. Um, not knowing the intention of the webinar. So, you know, what's the goal of the webinar? Is it just to interview somebody for content? Is it, you know, just to build my list and, and pull the audience and find out what their pains are and what I can help them with? You know, is it a sales webinar? If it is, what's the goal I'm taking them to? Uh, what else? Being too boring, you know, which I hate to say that, but that's true, right? I mean, if you're, some people need, you need to lift your voice a little bit when you're speaking yes. on video when you're speaking on audio uh, otherwise you sound boring right so you want to speak with some enthusiasm you want to speak like you know and keep people's energy up that's that's you know keep your energy up during the offer as well as the content a lot of people's energy drops and they get all squeamish about the offer yes that's a, a huge huge point you just made there because you might have a certain level of energy all the way through your content then you get to the offer and the energy changes and it's like uh oh something's coming they're about to ask me for money now I'm getting skittish too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we got to get past some of those fears. And, and that, that's what a lot of it is, is just the, the fears to get past. And, you know, that's, you know, I think heroes are people who put their dreams above their fears. Right. And so we have Ooh, to put yes. our dreams above our fears if we want to accomplish these things. And, and some, sometimes fear will stop people. And, and, and for those who are willing to act in spite of fear, they will succeed and stand out in the marketplace. Absolutely. Well, here, here's the question that we really haven't spent a whole lot of time on, John. How do you make money doing this? What are the various ways that you can structure an offer? What can you sell? I mean, there's online courses, there's books. What else can you do? Yeah, so you can either sell your own stuff or other people's stuff. Um, or you can, if you don't have a product yet, you can. there's some really neat things you can do. So, of course, you can sell courses and memberships. You can, if you're a coach selling a coaching program, you could... You know, have people at the end of your webinar apply for a coaching, you know, a complimentary coaching session or an application process and get on the phone with them if it's more expensive. 
That's always that always works well. You can sell software, right? Software is a home run, right? Just screen share, show them your yeah. software, show them the benefits, and then offer it at the end. You know, that's that's an easy low hanging fruit for software entrepreneurs. Right. Um, yeah. If you don't have a product, you can sell an affiliate product um, or and bundle your coaching with that. Like, so let's say you want to sell a two hundred dollar affiliate product and add your coaching to that product. You could maybe sell it for five hundred, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have a product at all, and this is what I usually do, um, we just did ten grand in sales this last week. Um, um, just so, we didn't even have a course created yet. We had a sales page created. Um, is what you do is you host the sales webinar and then you sell access to the next webinar. Um, so you can let's say you know you host a webinar for your following. You you can say okay guys, you know we've gone this far in our hours time together. This Saturday I'm hosting a three-hour deeper dive on this topic for those who want to solve this problem this week join me it's you know two hundred dollars here's the button if you want to yeah. join me. and then you can take that that live training and repurpose that into a course or product so that's the fastest way to do it um at the end of our summit we sold access to a five-week boot camp which i is a little long for maybe some beginners but um yeah but you know all that is is a series of webinars so you can use webinars to fulfill and create products too yeah that's great. So how easy is it to set up JV partnerships with those that do have a product if you yourself do not have a product? You know, part of that is going to be them. So JVs, there'll be some JVs who won't work with you if you don't have a big list. Yeah. They just they just want the numbers, like what's your EPCs and, you know, all your numbers and, you know, how many people how many clicks can you get and that kind of thing. And that's okay. There's some people that are like that. Now you may not want to partner with them if they're not interested in what you have to teach um how easy is it that's you know it's very much it's it's one of those depends again yeah you can find people though that just generally like you and like what you teach so if you teach something that is interesting to their audience and they don't know about they may allow you to host a webinar to their people you know and so when i did my first jv i I had a small list and the guy that i did a jv with had had a much larger list but he didn't care he liked me he liked us, and yeah. he liked what we were teaching, and it, it lined up well with what his audience wanted to learn. So we did that, and it actually went very well. You know, so um, not everybody will ask for a reciprocation. So look for people who, you know, have large blogs, possibly large LinkedIn or Facebook groups as potential partners, and then start building some relationships with them. Reach out, you know, compliment them, build some relationships. And this is if they're, if you don't know them, right? You know. And then at some point, you may be able, you know, not too far down the road, you could see, you know, what, what would your audience like me to teach on? Or, or, you know, what can I, you know, I'm, I'm teaching this topic. Would this be something that would be helpful for your audience, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so a lot of it is networking skills. A lot of it is that. But that's, that's, those are some of the biggest breakthroughs, man. I mean, if you can find a good network of partners, you're going to be successful. I mean, you just, yeah. you just have access to such larger reach. And one of the biggest reasons people aren't successful online in business is they don't have distribution. They don't yeah. have a way to take what their what their content or their offer is and distribute it into the space. They don't have an email database. They don't have, you know, a large social following. They don't have access to other partners who like them and they trust to help them get their message out there. Yeah, absolutely. We've got less than three minutes to the end. So let me ask you, John, the question that I ask everyone at the end of the show, who inspires and motivates you? Yeah, I remember this question and it's a tough one for me because I'm not the kind of guy who – who like idolizes people or sits around with posters on his walls and idolizes people too much. 
I, I, I really admire and am motivated and inspired by people who are courageous in the face of adversity and fear. So mm. I like history a lot. I study yeah. history and some of the great people of our, of our country in our, our times who, who, you know, in spite of enormous criticism, were strong and took action and really helped shape this country. Um, so I think it's those kind of people. It's the people, and it could be, you know, someone, everyday person who has the courage to get in front of an audience and speak, you know, I don't really, and I don't really have a specific person. My father was certainly very influential on me, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, I think I think it's those things. I think it's 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 those people okay. that are courageous and they they inspire me. And, and there's a, a billion different people that are that are like that. But um, right. I'm, I'm very internally motivated. I don't need someone to kick me out of bed in the morning to get going to work on sure. my stuff. If anything, I need to relax more. <laughs> yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, yeah, great. So. Uh, what was I going to ask you next? Oh, how can we find you? Yeah, so my primary website is johnschumacher.com. Uh, John, that's J-O-N, Schumacher, S-C-H-U-M-A-C-H-E-R. Um, I have a free uh, webinar checklist. That's my 11 Simple Steps to a Profitable Webinar Campaign. If you go to johnschumacher.com or you can text webinar checklist to 44222. That's webinar checklist to 44. Two two two, and that will um, opt you in uh, to get that free uh, checklist, the eleven step checklist, and I also have a, a two week follow up sequence on that that will walk you through the eleven steps. That's great. Thank you so much for your generosity, John. Thank you for being on Success Profiles Radio today. Absolutely, Brian. Hey, it's been a pleasure, my friend, and I, I'm honored to to uh, come on and share some thoughts. And thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We will come back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I will interview more very successful people, learn about their journey, what they overcame, what they learned, and the lessons we can glean from that. Uh, Until then, have yourselves a great week. Thank you for joining us. And once again, download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 